How can you deliver an authentic message with authority and conviction? Well, today's episode tackles that very question. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. All righty. And away we go. All right, so here we are, ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Dark Horse Entrepreneurs. I'm here with my man, Hayden Krimmer. Um, he got his bachelor's degree in Winona State, where he worked with, I believe it was called MKE Sports and Entertainment, in a marketing capacity, doing everything from email marketing and press releases and article writing and newsletter, uh, newsletter creation for, it was multiple sports organizations. I'm sure he'll give us a little bit more insight about that. And then he went off and started uh, working on a three-year action plan, providing some uh, marketing decisions for a startup tour business that was going to be run by, I believe it was the students of Winona State College, and that was called Walkabout. Uh, now, all this is while he was still in college, and if I remember correctly, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Hayden, you were playing sports while you were doing all this, right? That's correct. Yep. I was a pitcher on the baseball team. At yeah, there you go. You were all into that, right? So shortly yes, after uh, after college, he uh, joined up with Legendary Whitetails for a couple of years. And this is where I was lucky enough to meet Hayden. And uh, to be quite candid, we all we all get a first impression of a person when we meet them, right? You know, you just you look them up, you check them out, you work with them a little bit. Well, my first impression of Hayden was, okay, this guy's got mad skills and he's going places. And you know what? <sighs> I was wrong. He's got crazy mad skills, and he's already heading places. Uh, we worked together for a couple of awesome years doing some planning and marketing, and I know I learned my, uh, myself, I learned a lot from Hayden and his way of viewing things and his desire really to keep learning more and growing his skill set. Um, as often as the case, stuff happens, right? Uh, LW took a turn down, down a business road. Neither one of us wanted to follow Hayden. Um, he had something to offer and he found a brand he believed in. So he took that bold step of setting off um, on the independent consultant routes. And from my perspective, I was just telling him a minute ago, it appears it paid off because Hayden is now the brand manager of the hunting public, where I know he's going to keep working his magic. All right, I think I've babbled on enough and I really don't think I've done you any justice here, Hayden. So welcome to the show. What's up, brother? I appreciate it, Tracy. I thought that was a great summary. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to steal too much of your thunder, but I know you had done some awesome things. So I mean, really, just want to you know uh, just sit here and chat with you a bit, and kind of give you the, the the stage here to tell your story. You know how you got to where you are, uh, where you came from, how you got there, and why is it you love doing what you do so much? Awesome. Yeah. So kind of going back to the college days that you touched on. Um, when I first went to Winona State, I started off as a uh, composite materials engineering major. Um, my dad was an engineer. Uh, I had a similar uh, mindset and way I worked through problem solving and whatnot to him. So I always thought that that was a similar route that I wanted to go um, for three semesters. Um, and once I get it, started getting into more of the, the core classwork, um, I, I could handle the classwork. It just didn't seem like something I was going to enjoy long term as a career. Um, like you said before, I was playing baseball at Winona State, um, but also one of my other passions was 
the outdoors, uh, hunting and fishing, um, couldn't get enough time outside. So when I wasn't either working or doing baseball or school, I was outside in the woods or on the water doing something um, of that fashion. So, um, I decided that I wanted to make a switch to a marketing major because I felt like that allowed me a lot more opportunity to kind of branch into a career that, uh, was centered around something I was passionate around and, uh, really enjoyed. Um, so I started, started down that path and never looked back. It was, um, a really enjoyable classwork for me, uh, especially when I got into that, those upper level classes, um, didn't even seem like school. I really enjoyed going to class. Um, loved to take in all that information really thought, uh, I learned a lot, um, from, from that classwork. So you kind of touched on some of my positions, uh, from a professional standpoint that I had in college. Um, throughout all four years, I also worked on, uh, in the uh, university weight room. Um, but that position you spoke on in uh, that sports and marketing company, uh, that was based out of uh, Milwaukee and learned a lot from that company. Uh, that company has blown up since then. It's called the uh, Rock Sports Complex in Franklin. Uh, it's owned nice. by a company called ROC Ventures. Um, if you're in the Wisconsin area, check that place out. They're really uh, expanding. It's a really cool spot. So learned a lot there, got a lot of good experience. Um, that walkabout uh, position that you talked about, that was a uh, something that was started by the College of Business at Winona State. Um, and they identified some of the, the uh, a handful of marketing students to kind of lead this tour company that one of the actual local high school students had started, but he was going out to college and wanted to pass it off to the College of Business to kind of take on as uh, – a project for some of their students. So we were the first group of students to kind of launch that. Um, and I laid out uh, a marketing plan for them for the future uh, three years. So that, that was also uh, a great experience for me. Uh, and then that led me to legendary whitetails. Like I said, I, I wanted to do something in the outdoor industry. Um, I was pretty much looking strictly at jobs that were around um, hunting or fishing uh, coming out of college. And that led me to legendary whitetails. Um, it was a good location. It was only uh, 45 minutes from my hometown. Um, I was a fan of legendary whitetails already. Uh, and it just kind of went from there. The interview went well, um, loved everyone that I met at the company and, uh, was there for, well, it was a little over two years before, uh, the company had some financial issues and had to sell off. But while I was there, I was the, um, merchandise uh, specialist for gifts and gear to start. Um, so basically I handled all the hard goods and non apparel uh, SKUs for the company. Um, while I was there, I kind of noticed there was a, a, a large bridging communication, uh, a gap in communication between a lot of the different cross departmental teams. Um, and I kind of started to branch into being that person who, help bridge that gap between those different departments. And that led me into the merchandise coordinator role. Um, and then that ended up progressing even further into a uh, project integration specialist role is what they called it. So I was basically um, the quarterback of the product team, if you will, kind of being the main communicator of the product team between different departments. Um, and while I was there is when I, I met the uh, members of the hunting public, which is uh, the company I currently work for um, in that role as the coordinator I was communicating with a lot of those influencers and bringing a lot of the uh, feedback back to the product team and I actually was fortunate enough to go on a few hunts with some of those guys and became good friends with them um, and then following the uh, 
the the sell off of legendary whitetails to ere um in that transition time i was uh, helping with that transition of legendary whitetails to their new company um so i was working for them for a short period of time and that company had actually offered me a a couple positions with them um but it just didn't feel right didn't seem like the right situation with me for me and i ended up turning those roles down without having anything lined up going forward yet um and fortunately, shortly after that, Aaron from the hunting public, he's the president of hunting public, one of the owners. And throughout that time, he had been helping me try to find other roles um, with other outdoor brands and connections that he had had. Um, and one day he called me up and said, hey, I might have uh, opportunity for you. What would you think about coming in and doing some um, some work for us and getting a merchandise line uh, going for us? So um, I jumped at that opportunity. Uh, it wasn't wasn't what I wanted from a, a financial standpoint, but I knew that it was a brand I believed in. Um, I knew that I could make it into something that could have substantial revenue um, in the future. And um, that would allow me to get to where I wanted to be from a financial standpoint. So I felt like the opportunity um, was worth the risk to take it. And um, it's paid off since the, the company's grown at a rate that I couldn't have even predicted and it's uh been a complete blast uh i've got complete freedom um within my role uh, i set my own schedule um as long as i'm getting my work done and um the numbers are coming in then there's no questions asked it's it's up to me to kind of set my day and uh, set my schedule and agenda and priorities and um take the company in the direction that i want to take so it's been a lot of fun. Um, the ability to work remotely has been a blast too, especially with um, my passion for the outdoors. I love to travel and whatnot. So I've been able to go travel somewhere for a couple of weeks and spend time in the outdoors and then work just from my phone and do stuff like that. So that's been um, a real blessing. So it's been, it's been fun. So, aw shucks, we're all envious, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, as we were trying to coordinate this uh, this little uh, little chat here, you were off in Montana and had some uh, sporadic connections, and I was like, oh, yeah. is he, is he going to be able to make it? But no, that's it's awesome. I I think one of the cool things I caught in as you were. Um, walking us through where you've been to where you are is uh, you know when you started off as an engineer uh, it, it was cool it kind of made sense but then you found I guess your passion which is more of that marketing stuff and all of a sudden it really wasn't work anymore um, and as I listened through and you, you took through the timelines and you got to you know a legendary as a result of another passion which was your outdoors and hunting which you know if anyone uh, cruises any of uh, Hayden's um, Instagrams or whatever, you'll see him. He's frequently out there uh, bagging game and enjoying the outdoors. So being able to combine both those passions, now here you are with a brand you believe in. You've taken three passions and packed them all together, and you're 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 cruising on uh, on high energy now. It seems like. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get up and work every day when it's something that you really care about and enjoy. It's uh, it's pretty nice. It's it really it's not work at that point. I I think you probably agree with that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I, I know one of the things, and I know you, we, you and I say it so so easily. But when you talk about merchandising, I think um, from what you're, if I understand it correctly, the things you're doing for the hunting public is you're you're 
finding products. You're coming up, maybe even coming up with the ideas and then you're going out and with find people that will create this product and bringing it in and getting it up on their e-com and then doing the marketing, uh, kind of walking through that. Yeah. So I pretty much do every single step um, from sourcing to the e-commerce side of the product. So it starts with um, deciding what type of styles I'm going to come out with. So setting up that line plan for the styles that I want to come out with. Um, and then after that, I work with either I'll create designs um, myself or I'll work with um, either people I know. Um, Jesse actually from Legendary had done helped out with a couple designs and then had other friends that are designers and um, worked on getting some designs together. So I, I helped facilitate that and then worked with the um, specific partners to actually source the, um, source the, the products, get it printed. Um, and then once it was the products were finished and printed, I also oversee the fulfillment and warehousing side of it. Um, so manage that, that entire side of it as well. Um, and then the e-commerce listing. Um, so the entire website, I manage all the, the listings of the products, the um, photography side of the products, um, copy, um, the whole nine. Um, and then also the um, paid marketing side of it as well. Um, we didn't have to do a whole bunch of paid marketing in this last fall, but this, this year we're going to start ramping it up a little bit. We're pretty fortunate where our brand has such a good following that a lot of the, um, sales were driven organically last year. Nice. Um, so I helped like coordinate what we were doing from an organic standpoint. Um, but I'm also managing, uh, the paid side of it, um, when it comes to, uh, Facebook ads, um, as well as email marketing. So all the marketing side, when it comes to product. Um, I handle that as well. I have a um, one partner um, on the product uh, team. Her name is Mindy. Um, she's the wife of one of the other members on the team, and she's um, one of the other full-time members, but she handles a lot of the customer service side um, and helps out with some of the fulfillment process and um, uh, e email as well. So she helps out with a, a number of things in, in those areas too. But pretty much everything um, around product is uh, comes back to me. Sweet. So if it, uh, if it does great, it's your fault. And if it fails, yep. it's still your fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're now listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Yep, so uh, I, I want to I pick your brain a little bit uh, from a, a brand standpoint. We, we hear this thing bantered around so much, especially in the entrepreneur world. Uh, you know, what is a brand and, and why is a brand important to have? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I was fortunate where the brand was pretty well established by the time that I had gotten on. They, they um, started in 2017. Um, uh, the Hunting Public is is a YouTube hunting show. I guess to add some context to your viewers who may not be familiar with it. Yes, but um, a couple guys uh, started a YouTube show where um, it was a hunting based, outdoors based YouTube show, but there was a um, consistency in the hunting media, um, where it was very product pushy, uh, sales driven and kind of unrealistic settings that the average hunter couldn't really relate to. Um, so the Aaron, Zach, Greg, the, um, owners of the hunting public sat down and came up with the vision of creating a show that's, um, for the average hunter by the average hunter, um, and kind of established that lane from the beginning of we are just the everyday guy. We're going to go out hunt public lands. We're going to be educational, try to help out the viewer. Um, but we're not going to 
push products down your throat. We're not going to add in all these extra um, effects and cinematography that's kind of just like extra added effect. We're going to do vlog style, real world. This is what we're doing. Um, real transparent uh, and really just try to help the viewer um, understand how to have success uh, out on public land. Um, and one of the main reasons for um, this mission and trying to help educate the public on the opportunities that there are out there on public lands was um, because hunting particip participation has seen a decline uh, pretty drastically over the last few years. Um, so there's a big push in the outdoor industry to help get more people involved, um, not only get them involved, but retain them um, moving forward so that the hunting industry can um, sustain itself moving forward. So really want to just add a positive light to the hunting industry um, and be just the everyday guy educational for, for the viewer and help encourage people to get out there and hunt. So we established that, that lane as a brand from the get-go or Aaron and Greg and Zach did and did a great job of sticking to that and just being really authentic. Um, and that kind of really just took off from there as far as the following they gained and the word of mouth that kind of spread about just the, um, educational side of the channel and just the entertainment side was just uh, really authentic to the viewer and um, really resonated well with uh, the masses as opposed to those hunting shows that have the select properties with uh, really uh, unrealistic hunting um, scenarios that everyone can't relate to. So um, that, that really just helped us grow as a brand and, um, and that kind of, established a good start from there so once they had that brand established when i came on from the uh to start the apparel line those customers were already really um really loyal to the brand and really uh, involved in the brand and engaged that was one other thing too to note was the engagement in the brand was very high as far as posts um that had comments and and likes the engagement for the level of following you have on YouTube and across social channels was um, extremely high. So that was one thing that also kind of um, led me to believe that this is a brand that can continue to grow um, at, a, at a high rate. So once I came on, it was pretty easy to just retarget those people who are already involved in the brand and give them what they wanted. It wasn't hard to sell them on our products because they were already into the brand. They wanted to support the brand and, and show off that product. So it's just, already giving people what they wanted as opposed to um, trying to convince them to buy a product. So that's kind of the main point is having that brand that people believe in, feel like they're a part of um, and can connect to. Um, it's a lot easier to get them to convert on things when they want to buy it as opposed to having to convince them that it's something that they want to buy. Amen. So would, would it be, would I be accurate in saying that when you, when you create a brand or you have a brand, you have, a, a, you start creating an imagery or, and, or a voice of that brand. And as long as you stick to that, you'll start attracting those people that resonate with that brand. And as a result, you get the higher engagement that you mentioned earlier, because you brought these people in and you're staying true to that voice. And they're saying, Oh yeah, I want to engage with you because I know who you are and you're saying who you are as opposed right. to, I think some of those people are like, Oh, I can be this to everybody. And maybe you can still be you know, something to everybody, but by being, by being something special to a very select group of folks, you, you become a bigger voice. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and another thing to note too, is as we've grown as a brand too, it's become, um, I guess more difficult to kind of stay in that lane of that average guy, but we've been really conscious about trying to stick to that, mm-hmm. um, overall brand direction as far as staying. And that's who we are. That's our lane. Um, even as we grow, we want to stay conscious of that and make sure we stay true to our customer and really are just focused on the viewer first is, is the main goal and making sure that we have that connection to them and, um, never really lose that, um, with our viewer. We want to stay true to that. Do you guys have kind of a, uh, a values and mission statement that kind of everyone knows about and kind of sticks to? Um, we don't have any uh, defined mission statements or values. It's kind of just the idea of helping to support hunting, um, get more people involved in the outdoors. Um, basically that idea around conservation um, and the three, uh, the reactivation retention um, the getting people more involved into hunting is kind of just the main mission of the company. Outstanding. Outstanding. So um, when it comes to setting up a branding, so we're, if we're speaking to all the uh, um, dark horse entrepreneurs out there, whether they're just starting off restarting, kickstarting or already doing well and want to want to up their game, what kind of tips from a brand perspective would you offer up from your experience? I would just say the main thing is stay authentic to who you are and don't try to copy other people that are out there. There's a lot of other good examples of brands and there's, I'm sure whatever lane you're trying to get into, there's probably other people that you're going to be competing with right off the start. And it's really easy to fall into um, trying to mimic a lot of what those people find success in or Mm -hmm. try to get too close to that. So making sure that you can identify why those other brands are successful, but still try to find your own lane and be able to separate yourself from someone else and find that competitive advantage um, from the start. So really identifying that core competency that you have as a brand or as an individual, um, and then finding out a way to leverage that in your brand to separate yourself from uh, those other brands that are already well-established and having success in that lane. Absolutely. It's funny you mention that is uh, as I kicked this off, uh, you know, I was uh, working with a mastermind of uh, other podcasters and one of them is uh, Zachary Babcock, who has an awesome podcast called the Underdog Empowerment Show and his niche is, uh, as he said, I'm going to use his words, is alpha underdog entrepreneurs. So he focuses in on those those guys that are very raw and very, uh, you know, very, I, I almost want to use the word aggressive, but they themselves are not aggressive. But when you, if you close your eyes, and I said the words alpha underdog entrepreneur, that imagery you get is very true to his audience. So as I was coming up with my, uh, my little niche of the dark horse, you know, it, it's kind of that underdog, but it's not. So it was similar. And I was chatting with him. He says, oh, dude, what you got going on is perfect because, you know, the, the dark horses are those folks that end up coming from the back and winning, not so much the ones that no one ever thought was ever going to show up on the racetrack. And I'm like, you're right, because that's the image I was going for. Though, so, you know, whatever it is you're doing out there to come up, like, uh, like Hayden says, uh, be authentic to who you are and who it is you're trying to attract uh, into, your, into your world, be it your business or your podcast or, uh, or your website or whatever, you know, stay true to that. Um, Mr. Hayden, I want to be, be respectful of your time because I know, I know you, you get to work from home. That's 
cool. All right. <laughs> um, any big takeaways you want to be sure people walk away from from hearing uh, your your story? Um, I would say one thing is early on in a career, especially for the younger folks that are coming uh, out of college or even someone who's just switching into a new position. Um, I think one of the big things that allowed me to have success early on in my career was having humility, um, specifically in understanding that I didn't know everything from the start. And I was pretty fortunate with the team that we had. We had a lot of other new people. So we were, if we were in a situation where I was confused in a meeting or didn't understand something, um, I, re- I generally figured that there's other people that had similar questions that, um, that, that, if you have a question, speak up early. Like questions are good. That's how you learn. That's how you make sure everyone's on the same page. I think one of the biggest roadblocks um, within organizations that I've seen um, in the limited amount of organizations I've been in is just the communication between um, people and just making sure everyone's on the same page. So make sure you're asking questions early on, be eager to learn. Um, But then also if you don't agree with something, don't be afraid to speak up and, um, and speak your mind. Don't just kind of go along with the flow. Um, add in your opinion. Be add in value to to um, your role and in, in your input into other areas of the company. Don't try to overstep, but um, don't just follow along with the crowd. Um, try to make a difference and and try to keep learning. Amen. As you were talking about, uh, you know, have, asking the questions, I was thinking, yeah, and and speak your mind and, and, and say, give your ideas. And you, you went right there for it. So definitely on the same page with you there. So um, where, if people want to lo- learn more about uh, the hunting public or Hayden Krimmer, where do they get to go to, to, to do that? Yeah. So to learn more about the hunting public, you can go to the huntingpublic.com or just Google the hunting public. Um, you can find our website there that has our merchandise, or you can find us on YouTube. If you just search YouTube, search the hunting public, you'll find our channel there. Um, and if you want to learn more about me, if you just search uh, Hayden Krimmer on Instagram, um, I'd come up there. You can find some cool pictures of some of the adventures I go on there. And that's uh, Krimmer, K-R-I-M-M-E-R. Uh, that's not, correct. Yeah. Mr. Hayden, I appreciate your time. And uh, I'm going to, we'll have to do this again sometime. I probably want to loop back with you in a, you know, maybe six months or a year and see how things are, uh, have really launched off for you and the hunting public. Would you be up for that? Yeah, that sounds great. That'd be good, man. All right. All right, that was Hayden, everybody. All right, everybody. Once again, another guest dropping knowledge bombs from us. So here are three things I took from the conversation. Thought number one, Hayden started in in a field, in this case, engineering, but then found his true passion, which was, in Hayden's case, marketing. So often I hear about people following a road just because it was a road that someone told them would be a good career path. And and don't get me wrong, they probably had great intentions and quite often they might be right. Engineering in this case can definitely lead to a good career path. Uh, yesterday's guest, our last guest, uh, Tony Watley, made a very lucrative career in engineering. But much like Tony, Hayden found his passion elsewhere. Once again, the lesson I take from here is follow your passion first. When you follow your passion, your ability to provide value to your end customer, to your client or your employer will will seem far less like work and the ideas will just flow far more readily, further increasing your value. All the while, let's not forget That when you're following your passion, or in Hayden's case, passions, your ability to be 100% 
110% authentic in what you do, in who you are, and the message that you're delivering, yeah, it's going to come from you. It's going to flow authoritatively and it's flow convincingly like water. Thought number two, do not knock the experience you can get by serving in smaller capacities. Hayden served in multiple capacities across several groups and associations and businesses early in his college career as well as his professional career. You could say, I would say that Hayden said, uh, let me rephrase that. Hayden could have said, nah, I'm not going to do that. It's beneath me. But when we close ourselves off like that, we close the door to so many potential opportunities. Then he would have missed out on the introductory opportunity that was presented to him by the president of the hunting public. And, you know, now he's in charge of the entire brand's voice and their products that they're producing with that voice. And in the meantime, he's living that entrepreneurial lifestyle that we all covet, right? Idea number three, when seeking out opportunities... Combine passions is combining passions is yet another uh, tactic that you can take. In Hayden's case, he was an outdoor and hunting enthusiast. He combined his love for all the things marketing, and then he went. He actually said this. He went searching for companies that dealt with his passions for outdoors and for hunting. See, he wasn't just doubling down. He was tripling down on motivating passions. What could you do in your job? or your business to pivot towards not just one, but multiple passions that you have in your realm of expertise. All right, so once again, I'm going to ask you, what did you learn? Please feel free to email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and tell me what thoughts you gleaned from this, how you put them into action, and what results you saw. Until I hear from you, or until you listen to me again, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.